You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now locked and loaded for daily fantasy glory. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com, begins now. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Lineup Lock Live. We're presented by DailyRoto.com right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, and the Tony Sincata. We're getting you ready for a week five. And if you didn't hear us yesterday, yesterday we broke down the quarterback position. Tony and I both believe this may be a week to pay up for the type of the price chart in Aaron Rodgers. You can get our thoughts on all of the quarterbacks. If you check us out on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, app or wherever you get your podcast today we turn our attention to the running backs for week five hey tony how you doing i'm doing good it's been a crazy day uh for all the people out there uh you know i got a little bit uh last night i did a little stand-up fantasy show at one uh no 3 30 in the morning as uh, we finished up the the uh fantasy burning football the midnight rewind. oil yeah well, we finished up the Fantasy Football Rewind. We finished up the news desk. And I said, you know what? we got to give the people what they want. The world's a crazy place. Uh, so we did a show on putting together properly um, a bucket list. And we got the bucket list together. Good. We got the bucket list or your bucket list? Whose bucket list well, is this, Tony? I'm hoping, you know, I, I gave some ideas to people. And um, I called the Chicken Ranch out in uh, Reno, Nevada. And they were very helpful with our bucket list. And uh, you can tune in by going to iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, Stand Up Fantasy, and the people from the Chicken Ranch. I want to thank them for the great ideas on what to do on this bucket list. Fair enough, fair enough. You're going to have to tell me a little bit more about what's going on in that bucket list another time, Tony. What I wanted to know when I was looking at what was going on last night, I was like, oh, I hope I convinced Tony to go away from Luis Severino in the wild card slate. How'd that work out? No. Okay. I went with Severino and Santana, so right. it was horrible. Well, I, I'm up five dollars and forty cents, uh, which I put a lot more money in than that. So uh, hopefully today's a better day. I actually keyed up on the hitters in tonight's game, and the ball was flying out of Yankee Stadium last night, as it usually does. And the Yankees rose to the occasion. It was looking good for the uh, Twins fans at the top of the first inning. Yeah, for the top of the first inning, I also believe this. We saw maybe the shortest home run of Aaron Judge's career, but oh. they all count the same. I'll tell How you about that. Brett Gardner? Yeah. Brett Gardner hit it right down the line. I mean, it was mm-hmm. amazing. That that ball find the right place. They all count. They all count the same. They all look the same in the box score. And I hope uh, Gary Sanchez and his future children are okay after that foul tip as well. David Robinson. David catch. Robinson really being the man. What were you going to say, Tony? Go ahead. Yeah, Gary Sanchez can't catch, man. There were there were plays last night. I was wondering what they would do because uh, you know Joe Girardi being a catcher doesn't help. Uh, being a former catcher as a manager, I was wondering what they're going to do because he's been critical of him. And last night he let up a pass ball at yeah. a bad time there and he's just he's got a great arm too that's the other part that's amazing he's got a great arm they used to say he used to frame pitches well but he got lucky one time a pass ball hit the umpire's leg or else it would have gone crazy all right enough of the baseball talk we know tony needs some hitters big time tonight but uh we're gonna turn our attention to the running back position here get ready for week five it is lineup lock live right here on the fantasy sports radio network we're presented by dailyroto.com we're gonna get you some money for week five talking about the running backs when we come back. Quarterback to receiver hookups. 
running back depth analysis, rookie values in dynasty leagues, deep sleepers, training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at RotoExperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live. We're presented by DailyRoto.com right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We're getting you ready for week five, and we're talking about the running backs. Remember, if you need anything on quarterbacks, go on right back wherever you get your podcasts or the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app because Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata, we were chopping it up about quarterbacks yesterday. And remember, we always put up the poll questions right now. You can find us at the Tony Sincata at Spittin' Speeds. We have a couple of poll questions up about the different running backs that we're going to be talking about today. Let's get it started, Tony, with the high price guys, okay? Up at the top of the price chart, we got Le'Veon Bell at 9,500, Ezekiel Elliott at 8,800, and Todd Gurley at 8,500. I want to ask you real quick about Zeke Elliott because apparently the circuit court is hearing the case this week. There are reports that there could be a decision by the end of this week before week five. Tony, you don't think he's taken off the field, right? I actually don't think he's taken off the field at any point this year, and a decision might come in the offseason, kind of a la Tom Brady. What do you think? Zeke is safe? Yeah, I think that's the uh, key, but I'm pretty sure the NFL rules are if he's not suspended by 4 o'clock on Tuesday, uh, that he gets to play that week, and it would start the following week. So I think he's safe regardless this week. All right, fair enough. So let's talk about only their play on the field. Tony, I think this is a week I am actually paying up for Le'Veon Bell. Let me tell you why. I saw what the Jets were able to do against this Jacksonville Jaguars defense last week via the run. Over 225 yards on the ground. Now, granted, they had a couple of big runs. The Powell big run, the Elijah McGuire big run. But they were able to run the ball. And if the Jets can run the ball, the Jags are now another week on the road back-to-back. You got Le'Veon Bell, who touched it 35 carries last time with their good cornerbacks on the outside, Jalen Ramsey, A.J. Bouye. I think this could be a left Bell game for Pittsburgh. Here's the thing, is that I don't really love these guys because I think those numbers are a little distorted. I mean, uh, Bilal Powell, people thought he was down. He got 75 yards on that carry, right? Right. And Chris McGuire, uh, and then they had another long run there. But he's going to get the ball a ton. They are weaker against the run. He is loving on Bell. So I think he's the safest of the three options. The one that's intriguing to me would be the cheapest one out of the group against Seattle, right? Todd Gurley against Seattle. Don't look at him as a running back. Look at him as an extension of the passing game as well and not throwing the ball down the field. He had eight targets last game against Dallas, 94 yards receiving. Receiving. Mm -hmm. Seven targets the game before. Four targets, six targets. I think he's somewhere against a good Seattle defense, seven to ten targets. So I like Todd Gurley the best. I think the safest, though, is Le'Veon Bell. If you have the money, I would pay up for Le'Veon Bell. Fair enough. And listen, you talk about Todd Gurley and the Rams. The Rams are averaging 35 and a half 
points a game. You know, obviously the addition of weapons like Sammy Watkins, Cooper Cup, even Robert Woods. But I mean, it's clicking for Jared Goff under McVay. And, you know, I think one of the biggest things is, as you mentioned, someone figured out that, hey, Todd Gurley can actually catch the ball if you throw it. You know, and I, I, I mentioned it yesterday, Jared Goff, you know, when he was against the Dallas Cowboys last week with Sean Lee not there, they went inside and it became Cooper Cup, yeah. Todd Gurley. It really seems like this Rams offense is able to adjust to the matchup. When you talk about the Seattle defense, you know, what used to be the Sherman and the Legion of Boom, it could be another game where you see between six and eight catches for Todd Gurley. Yeah, they lost two guys last week that I don't know if they'll be back. Cliff Averill, the defensive end, and the other one of Jeremy Lane. Right. Both are out of that lineup, came out of that lineup. Here's the one thing that I'm a little concerned about the Rams. Indianapolis, Washington, San Francisco, San Francisco. Dallas. Yeah. And Dallas. Not any real defenses there. So let's go a little hesitant. But like I said, against a better defense in Seattle, I think Todd Gurley becomes more in the passing game and will continue to get those targets. So if you're playing in a PPR league like DraftKings where they give you one-point PPR, I think he becomes more of a, a weapon. And that's why I think if I had to choose one out of three and took the price into account, I'd go with Gurley. But there is risks there. Like I said, these four teams that they faced, not very good defensively. Fair enough. And you're absolutely right, Tony. The Rams do kind of step up in class when it comes to the defense. But what a big game for the NFC West. Can you imagine if the Rams get this W going to 4 <laughs> and 1? You know I'm on this. You know I've been on this narrative for a while, Tony. I believe the Rams are legitimate playoff contenders. One of the things I wanted to ask you, Tony, is we changed up the polls a little bit. You had a little other write-in votes kind of opportunity. No one yeah, has taken you know advantage why? of it. Go ahead. Yeah, thank that's well. I never put other cuz the people, you know, we live in a tough society. Tell they me can't more, follow directions. They can't follow directions. They barely can read. And everybody is uh, one of those things. So I didn't expect them to participate because um, I have a low bar of expectations for a lot of these people. And they just like to check boxes off, right? Nobody calls anybody. They just text people. So they like it easy. But I didn't have a fourth person there. So I said, hey, maybe if you know better. But maybe this is a vote of confidence by the listeners, right? They just didn't have anything else that was better. Maybe that's true. Maybe they're saying, you know what? Tony Sincata nailed the options. I don't need to address or add anything to it. I got to tell you, though, Tony, uh, I got another one to suggest. I got another oh. one to suggest. Let me ask you, you this. You should have hit other. I, nah, you know, I mean, I wanted to, uh, I because I, I do, in fact, have Le'Veon Bell in my lineups. But I did want to ask you about LaShawn McCoy. Let me ask you about LaShawn McCoy because, listen, they're going up against Cincinnati, but without, you know, uh, Jordan Matthews, we talked about this before, how all the targets are going to Charles Clay and LaShawn McCoy. Do you think now even more opportunity for LaShawn McCoy? I know he's a big weapon in the run game in the passing game what do you think about McCoy versus Cincy this week especially without you know Jordan Matthews I went and I looked at uh, the fantasy pros rankings the number one receiver for the Buffalo Bills is probably Zay Jones right at least he's the highest ranked Zay Jones is ranked right now on our fantasy pros site as number 58 wide receiver there is not a wide out on this team that's ranked any higher than 58 so to me that means targets for LaShawn McCoy Here's the problem. It's been that way for a little bit, right? And LaShawn McCoy had 3.8 yards to carry against Atlanta, 1.5 against Denver, 0.8 against Carolina. They can't run the ball either. Right. So they can't throw the ball. They can't run it. 
The total is 38 in this game. The last three games, he hasn't had a fantasy game over 13 points. So he's just not up with those other backs. All right, fair enough. You say it that way. Maybe I say he's due. You say they can't run the ball. You say they can't throw the ball. Somehow they're still 3-1. and I guess it's that league-leading defense Defense. giving up only 54 points over four games. And one of them, remember, was at Atlanta. And they still have only given up 54 points across four games. That could be why, Tony, the over-under total is so low. Yeah, 23 against Atlanta was really good. Before that, you could say maybe it was the opponents. Denver, the offense is iffy. So, so there, Carolina, the Jets. But Atlanta, hell, that's one of the top three offenses in the league, and they stopped them. This defense is very good. And in Atlanta also, it's not one of this narrative about, yeah. you know, the Falcons outside yeah. of the dome in the Northeast, you know, in a non-conference road. They went down into that new stadium and turned the ball over, scored a defensive touchdown, and made Matt Ryan not look so good. I mean, yeah, Julio Jones was out for a little bit, but listen, they still have weapons to spare. And the Buffalo Bills truly looked impressive, leading the AFC East at 3-1 and one right now. And to be honest, I think I think New England could fall under 500 tomorrow night, Tony. We'll talk about that a little bit, I guess, tomorrow. Let me ask you something, Tony. You know, this is why I love DFS. On the Fantasy Freestyle yesterday, I had a guy call in and tell me, hey, that his running backs were Devontae Freeman, C.J. Anderson, and Chris Thompson. All of them are on a bye. That's the beauty of DFS. You know, that's the beauty of DFS. You never have to consider something like that. I, uh, you know... Hooray for DFS. I, I wouldn't want to have to deal with that with all three of my backs on a bye. But I, I, you know, I actually told him that that was a good strategy because he like, he's punting yes. this week, and then he's good to go the rest of the season. I talked about this last night on the Fantasy Sports News Desk. I have seven guys on one team on a bye, and I didn't plan it that way. I never look at the buys. The only time I look at buys is if I have a backup quarterback right. to make sure he's not on the same bye. That's the only time because here's the way it, it works, people. If you get – say you get seven guys out. We'll use it on there out of 20 guys, right? You're going to be in a little bit. But say you sneak out a win. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Even if you don't win, here's the thing. Every week you play an opponent, they're going to be at like 70%, right. 73%, 78%. You're down to about 42% of your roster that one week. And then you're going to be at 90%, 90%, mm-hmm. 90% the rest of the bye week. So you've got an advantage. People look at it wrong. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, we talk about, Tony, we talk about the punt plays, right, in DFS. In essence, you know, kind of collecting everybody with the same bye week, all you're doing, let's say it's week eight. Okay, all you're doing in essence is punting week eight, and then you're good to go from there on in. I absolutely agree, and right now the people agree about spending up for Le'Veon Bell. 39% say Le'Veon, 32% say Zeke Elliott, and 29% are taking Todd Gurley at 8,500. It looks like, Tony, Le'Veon Bell may be in the people's lineup that we build for week five. When we come back, we're going to take a step a little bit down the price chart, but we still got some good backs here that I think can return turn some value is Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata right here on Lineup Lock Live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, I'm Melissa. And I'm Jill. And we're the interns. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network and DKMS want to send you to Minnesota this February. All you have to do is play our big game trivia challenge sponsored by DKMS. 
Starting next week, answer four questions right, and you're heading to the big game. Tune in to find out when the contest will be running. So what are you waiting for? Play the Big Game Trivia Challenge sponsored by DBKMS, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. you got Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We're talking running backs for week five of the DFS season. We talked about paying up for Le'Veon Bell. Listen, that guy had 35 carries last week going up against Jacksonville. We like that. Let's talk about some uh, kind of, I guess, uh, slightly cheaper running backs. we got a poll question up. Remember, you could always find us on Twitter at the Tony Sincata and at Spittin' Speeds. The guys we want to talk about in this next tier, Tony, are Leonard Fournette at 7,000, Jay Ajayi at 6,900, and my guy Boom Boom Bilal Pal Pal at 6,200. I want to ask you first about Jay Ajayi, Tony, at 6,900. They say he is practicing in full. He's been banged up the last couple of days, practicing in full on a Wednesday early in the week when a lot of teams are managing the reps and the, sna- and the practice of players. So it looks like he's back to, you know, approximately full health. Does that make you more confident in Ajayi? Or are there other issues at play here? I'm not. I, I'm not 100% confident. I think that this defense is absolutely a defense that he should be able to bust. He's also got his price dropped to 6,600, which is very low compared to a guy that gets the ball a ton, like the first game of the year. He had 28 carries for 122 yards. Then in week three. He uh, he didn't practice the whole week. Right. Week four, he didn't practice the whole week. Now he's practicing. So if you go with the narrative that he's healthy in those last two games with subpar because of a lack of health, he's a huge bargain here. So I'm intrigued by, a lot by this, and i got to hear more. And if he stays on the practice field – you got to take a shot here at 6,600. Let me ask you something, Tony, and maybe we'll get into it a little bit tomorrow. You mentioned how the Titans are a defense you can attack. I've already made a DFS lineup, and I actually have a Dolphins wide receiver in my lineup instead of Jay Ajayi. You know, on the back end, they have been a problem, the Titans. So I'm actually, I agree with you, I'm looking to attack them, but I'm looking to attack them with a wide receiver. Maybe one guy we'll talk about tomorrow, like especially in PPR formats, if that's a clue for you, Tony. But um, does that do you uh, are you comfortable with maybe having a Jai and a guy like say uh, Mr. Landry in your lineups? Yeah, a lot of times people will say, hey, you know, Tony, if I'm putting a running back in and I'm putting a wide receiver, that is going to limit my possible outcome. It's not the highest ceiling. Well, here's what I do know. I do know that I've seen three people uh, win millions, uh, the million dollar contest with at least three players and three times have four players from the same team. So I wouldn't go out and say that. If the Dolphins, here's the problem. How many points do you think the Dolphins could score? They scored none last Not week against much. the Saints, right? So you're going to need them to score. If you're going to be able to do this, you got to need them to score at minimum, minimum 28 points. Yeah, well, you know, last week they played against the Houston Texans who put up over 50 on them, so it could be possible, right? Let's talk a little bit about Leonard Fournette, who is currently leading our poll, Tony, at 35%. He's at 7,000. I do believe the rookie has scored a touchdown in every game for Jacksonville. 
Danville yeah. so far this year, which is very impressive. My question for you about Fournette comes down to game script, Tony. You know, I like the Steelers potentially even in a knockout survivor pool. I think they're going to be down. I've seen Fournette used in the passing game, had a receiving touchdown against the Jets last week. Does the potential of negative game script frustrate you or concern you as it comes to Leonard Fournette, Tony? No, I think the biggest concern I have is injury status. This is a guy going back to LSU as a junior that's always been hurt. He's always been hurt, right? Mm -hmm. And all of the preseason, he was dealing with a foot injury and a toe injury. And now this is an ankle injury. And I'm like, ah, come on, man. So that is what I'm concerned about because he catches the ball in the backfield. So I think that if they got behind, he's going to stay in the game. And he'll have an opportunity to get in the end zone. I mean, hell, last year, Jacksonville, when they got inside the 10, they ran the ball like single-digit times last year. And now they got Leonard Fournette, and they're hammering away. And you got to look at what this kid's done, 24-17-14-24. Those are an impressive start to the season. I like him, but I'm a little concerned, like I said, about his health status. That worries me. That's a guy that hasn't been able to stay healthy. Jay Ajayi's got that good matchup, as I talked about. This one's tough for me because Bilal Paul is sixty two hundred bucks. Right. Last week he was forty six hundred. Yeah. Two weeks ago, he, I mean, he was a third back in the backfield, right? And so all of a sudden we're going to jump up and we're going to throw this guy into the mix here with these guys. I still think he's got the best matchup. I still think he serves the Jets' purpose because he can catch the ball out of the backfield. But he got five targets in the passing game last week against Miami. He had none. Against Oakland, he had two, and then they had six. So two out of the four games, they forgot Bilal Paul in the passing game. Fair enough, but listen, I think one of the other big changes is also the fact that Matt Forte is still dealing with that turf toe. And honestly, if I'm the Jets or if I'm Matt Forte, there's no reason to rush Matt Forte back into the fray. I want to see what I have in this kid, Elijah McGuire, as well. As it relates to Leonard Fournette, it's kind of like the knee bones connected to the hip bone, you know, the foot bones connected to the ankle bone. But you mentioned what they did last year. They didn't have Leonard Fournette last year. You know who else they didn't have last year? Is head coach Doug Marone and Tom Coughlin in the front office. I think they are trying to brand this team almost like exotic Smash Mouth South. So I hear you that he popped up on the ankle on uh, on the injury report, but I think uh, he'll be removed from the injury report hopefully by Friday. Something to keep an eye on as it relates to Leonard Fournette. Hey, Tony, let me ask you something. You talked here on the poll. You said any running back from 6,000 to 7,000. So once again, I'd like to suggest somebody for you. Is that okay? I would love it. Hey, one, one more take, though, for the season-long people out yeah. there, and I believe probably everybody does both. I like Chris Ivory uh, if you own Leonard Fournette. We're seeing more and more cuff. running backs and players get down. Chris Ivory could play, and he plays that running style that they want yes. in Jacksonville under the new regime. So if you ever want to back up Fournette, Chris Ivory's the guy. Put him on your roster. Get him yeah. down for a buck or two because if you lost Fournette for like three or four weeks, he's going to cost you three, 400 in fab instead of a buck. Yeah, I completely agree with that, Tony. As we've seen, you know, it, it, it turns out football is a violent game. Who knew? It turns out like it's a <laughs> war of attrition. So, yeah, that's definitely if you're relying on on a guy that gets so many touches, so many carries on a week-to-week basis like a Leonard Fournette, make sure you handcuff him. And listen, as a Jets fan, I saw the way Chris Ivory ran for a few years up here in New York. He definitely hits the hole hard. Is one of those guys like a mini beast mode, shall we say. But uh, going back to our poll, any running back 6,000, 
thousand to seven thousand. I'm not sure if he fits this price range, Tony, but I'm talking about one of the top five rushing guys in the NFL, and I like his matchup this week. He is going against the Indianapolis Colts. I'm talking about Carlos Hyde. What do you think about Carlos Hyde? I think he's one of the main weapons for the 49ers, but he also popped up on the injury report this week. Yeah, so there was a couple things on leaving Carlos Hyde of the poll. Okay. One, I was going to test the listeners because I think it's a good play, right? And they proved me that they, you know, like I said earlier, they have trouble sometimes comprehending things. Fair enough. So I think he's a decent play. But I'm a little concerned. I'm going to read you a quote. You ready? Go ahead. From Carlos Hyde. Colton Carl Hyde. I didn't feel like myself all the way, but I felt like I could still be effective. That's not uh, getting me excited. I, fair enough. Fair enough. And listen, as we know, Carlos Hyde Players been, don't doubt themselves, it's right? True. I mean, players go out there and they think they can do everything. This guy's doubting himself. I'm, I'm like, oh, man. And to be and, honest— and I, I, I don't like narratives, and I hate that, and he could go out and run for 200 yards— but I read that, and I'm like, come on. Yeah, maybe that just makes him lower owned, and then I can win all of the money with Carlos Hyde in my lineup. But I hear you, Tony. I mean, listen, especially for a guy who has been criticized in the past for being an injury risk, right? Or a guy who's been injured. It's not like I wouldn't let that out there. I'd, like, I'd let them find that out yeah. about me instead of volunteering that information myself. I'm with you, Tony. So listen, you know what, though, Tony? Sometimes you and I, we disagree with whether it be Carlos Hyde or otherwise. But you know what we always agree upon? We always agree upon where we should bet. And the answer to that question is mybookie.ag. They are great. Fast payouts. I love the in-game live betting. And also, man, they pay you out in two days. They have the live betting. Their reputation is rock solid. Okay, and what you guys can do, go on over to mybookie.ag right now. And then you could also enter the promo code LOCK, L-O-C-K, and you will get 100% bonus, match bonus on your initial deposit. So, Tony, even if the people's lineup aren't doing good, lineup lock live, we can still make people money by doubling up their initial deposit. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and do that because uh, this week's very interesting. Like we talked about that Rams-Seattle game earlier. The Rams are a a one-and-a-half-point favorite over Seattle. So has Las Vegas said – Oh, the power switch in the NFC West. Most teams get three points, though, for being favored at home. So are they looking at it and saying, hey, you know what? Seattle is still a better team. But I don't know if you get three points for being a favorite in L.A. and being a home in L.A. because nobody cares about football. That's what I was just going to ask you. I was going to ask you, do you think the Chargers get three <laughs> points? On the, uh, do you think they're still giving the Chargers the auto three-point uh, home? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't. I don't. They should actually deduct three points. I think so too. I mean, that they were getting booed coming out of the tunnel yesterday. Philip Rivers, you know, commuting from San Diego to L.A. with his like seventeen kids every day. I think they got to be happy. I always say it's a bad narrative for them. They're they're flying all the way to the East Coast, taking on New York, and it's a one o'clock Eastern time kickoff. Tony for the Chargers flying all the way, but they've got to love getting out of L.A. where they're getting booed. It would look like a Philip. Philadelphia Eagles home game last weekend. You know, here's the funny part that people don't realize. That stuff even happens in Dallas. 
Like Dallas has become such an attraction with that mm-hmm. Juju Jerry Stadium that half the people come from the other team. Like if you have the Giants there or the Patriots there or one of these pro- or the Green Bay Packers, the, the pa- we'll see it this week. That place will be half a Green Bay. I wonder what it'll be when the Oakland Raiders move to Vegas. Talk about destination. I'll tell you what, the first time the Jets go there, I'm going to go to Vegas myself. And, you know. Check it out. See what's going on over there. Hey, when we come back on Lineup Lock Live, we're going to take another step down to another tier. We got some mid-priced bikes that we think could return some value for you. It's Lineup Lock Live, Tony Sincata and Dane Martinez right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey everybody, it's me, Joe Pizzapia, best-selling author of the Fantasy Black Book series, and right now you can get the 2017 Fantasy Football Black Book on Amazon as we speak. What are you waiting for? You can get it for ebook, for your Kindle, or for paperback. And it's not just me this year. No, I brought in some friends. I got Jake Seeley. I got Sammy Reed. I got Gary Davenport. I got championships, and they're waiting for you. Find out why the Fantasy Black Book is number one best-selling in fantasy sports for the 10th straight time. You know why? Because once you go Black Book, you never go back. Hi, my name is... My name is, uh, welcome back to Lineup Lock Live. We're presented by DailyRoto.com. My name is Dane Martinez. I'm also joined by Tony Sincata. We're breaking down the running back position. And Tony, I talked about, we talked about the road advantage almost in Los Angeles at the glorious StubHub Center. And what I anticipate yes. to be the same thing for the Las Vegas Raiders when they hit the strip. I want to ask you about Raiders running back Marshawn Lynch very quickly. Do you think the fact that they've got EJ Manuel under center for the next, you know, whatever it is, two to six weeks, does that help him or hurt him? I could see it one way where they may have to ride the run a little bit, but I could also see it hurting him. Meanwhile, like because this Raiders offense is just going to lose, you know, whatever kind of dynamicness it had in the first place. What do you think? There we go, Dane. How are you doing? Hey, Tony. There you are. Uh, yeah, we know every once in a while, you know, that little um, guy in North Korea. Yep, yep, our the show Rocket and, Man. The yeah. Rocket Man. Yeah, the Rocket I don't know if you yeah. heard. Did you hear my question about Marshall yeah, Lynch? So okay. here's what, yeah, here's, what, here's my feeling on Marshall Lynch. It sets up on paper as being a great matchup, and the EJ Manuel thing absolutely works, right? So all of a sudden, Marshall Lynch is going to be able to take over against a team that's lived up 25th most points uh, to running backs. But. Here's the way I look at it. Nine carries, six carries, 12 carries, 18 carries. They're sort of getting him out of the offense as to become less and less effective. Right. I, You can't do this in daily, but Jalen Rashad, Rashad interests me. Yeah, he, he certainly interests me because they keep the ball on the ground, maybe the short passing game. And I think if you're playing and you're stuck in a season-long league and there's nobody on your waiver wire for bye weeks, you go there. I don't think you can do that in daily. I So I'd stay away from Lynch, but Rashad is – interesting to me fair enough tony uh you know we talked about a little waiver wire ads yesterday on the fantasy freestyle as well some people were asking about jalen richard because you know this offense is not featuring marshawn lynch in the way that we thought it might let's go down to the next tier of running backs tony we got a poll question up right now at 
Spittin' Speeds, at the Tony Sincata. Three guys we want to talk about at this price level are Melvin Gordon at 6000 DeMarco Murray at 5400 and then Joe Mixon at 5500 We're going to get to Sir Mix-a-Lot Joe Mixon in a little bit, but I want to ask you about Melvin Gordon, okay? Because reports came out this week that he's admitted that he is frustrated and that he wants more touches. I wonder if the squeaky wheel theory kind of applies here, Tony. And, you know, it's been surprising to me. Anthony Lynn as the new head coach, what I thought this team was going to be able to do is run the ball, and that has not happened. What do you think is going to be Melvin Gordon's prospects this week? Yeah, so uh, I I got a little emotional on the fantasy news desk about this last night. You know what, Melvin? Stop bitching and complaining and stop playing football. You ran for three-point yards a carry, 1.4 yards a carry in week two, 4.6 and 2.2. You want the ball? Try running the ball and being positive yardage. You've had one good game that you've done it. Last year, you didn't run the ball great. You got in the end zone, thank God. Melvin Gordon, look in the mirror. Stop your bitching and complaining. Right. It's also it's almost like Jeremy Hill or Paul Perkins being like, I need the ball more. Yeah. <laughs> Produce and you'll get the ball more. Otherwise, we have a borderline Hall of Fame quarterback who's just going to keep on slinging it for that team. <laughs> hey, Tony, let me ask you about DeMarco Murray, okay? And I'm going to ask you in a way that you may not think. Listen, this team is exotic smash mouth. With the loss of Marcus Mariota, what do you think that does to the Tennessee run game I actually think it hurts the Tennessee run game because exotic smash mouth is more than just Murray and Henry it's Marcus Mariota as well and now you take him out of it whether it's Matt Castle or they signed Brandon Whedon I know Mariota was a limited participant but I don't think he's gonna go this week I think that hurts Murray in the run game tone I think it might but he's healthy, and that price at 5400 is way too low. And the reason I say he's healthy, week three, 8.2 yards a carry. Week four, 4.4 yards a carry. He wasn't healthy early in the season. I'm liking him this week because of the price. Against a Miami defense that has not been great, that's been beat up, mm-hmm. that's flying all over the place, they, their travel's been crazy. I like DeMarco Murray a lot this week. Yeah, this is the Dolphins' first actual home game, and we are in yeah. week five of the NFL season. And for those fans down in South Florida, it's the first time they get to see their team at home. And we are already in October. I think you make a great point, Tony, about Murray being healthy. And if you believe that the Dolphins are not a good team and that Tennessee will be up, all the more reason they may feed DeMarco Murray. Let me ask you about Joe Mixon. And quite frankly, is this the week? (laughs) I don't think so, but here's the one thing I'm going to say. You know, there's been a lot of talk about Joe Mixon, then positive, then negative. Now he goes up against Buffalo, right? And there's no way in hell he's going to say, oh, Buffalo. Here's the one thing, though, that you can say about Joe Mixon that's a positive. He got 17 carries last mm-hmm. game. He got 18 and one before. He got four catches. He got three. So you can't roll Over 20 off. touches both games. Yeah, you can't write him off totally. So I won't play him, but he's certainly worthy of consideration to throw out there. So say you wanted to save money on the running backs, right? Mm-hmm. And you wanted to go uh, to Marco Murray and Joe Mixon and then load up on Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham Jr., and then you know another high play, Mike sure. Evans if you're playing the Thursday game. And go like that, you could do that, and he's going to catch enough balls that – at least he's not going to uh, kill you. And if he ever gets in the end zone, 
uh, then he's going to go well over that three times the value. That's a pretty good, interesting idea. If you're doing that, you know, Tony was just naming elite wide receivers. The way I yeah. would go, I'd go with a little Aaron Rodgers, Jordy Nelson stack if you want to yeah. go that yeah. way. I think that could be productive. Let's take a little bit of a step down to some of the even cheaper wide receivers. Tony, let's say if you want to do something like a Rodgers Nelson stack, which I highly recommend right now. I have in my lineup, I have an Aaron Rodgers Randall Cobb stack, but if, you, if I had the money I would have Jordy Nelson but I want to talk about a couple of other guys we got Duke Johnson in Cleveland at 4,900 Wendell Smallwood at 46 Andre Ellington at also at 46 and then LeGarrette Blunt at 42 let me first ask you about the Eagles first things first Tony Wendell Smallwood popped up on the injury report today with yeah. a little bit of a knee do you think that's just a Wednesday kind of resting him after he got more work than he's used to or do you think this is a legitimate injury which Eagles back do you like more in this match up i like Wendell smallwood more if we got everybody healthy this is something we want to watch during the week and see what happened here he didn't practice wednesday so i'm not alarmed yet because you know what like you said small back he got more work than he has they just give him Managing, wednesday off yeah. that happens all the time yeah it happens all the time but if we have a problem tomorrow that's that's when i'm going to be issued you know legarrett blunt's getting a lot of love this week and legarrett blunt two games ago right didn't get a carry yeah didn't get a touch so those could happen, and it certainly could happen. So to me, it's Wendell Smallwood. And LeGarrette Blount had a long run in that game, and LeGarrette Blount then couldn't get into the end zone, and Wendell Smallwood had to get the ball in the end zone. I like him, but I like all – you know what? This, this is a good group because I like Duke Johnson a lot in this game. Duke Johnson has become the back that we finally thought it would. It only took three years for him <laughs> to get there, uh, but he finally got there. And we look at what he's done. He's only got four carries, two carries, four carries. But he had 10 targets, seven carries, six targets. So this is the only guy to throw into. This is the only guy that can catch the ball in Cleveland. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Duke Johnson, to be honest, moving forward, even in season long, is the Cleveland back to own over Isaiah Crowell, who really hasn't done much. You talk about, especially in these PPR formats, another back that looks good in these PPR formats specifically is Andre Ellington out there in Arizona. And right now, he is leading the low price poll, Tony. He's only 4600 on DraftKings, but he's getting 30 33% of our vote. Um, is this is this a um, the same kind of thing where you think he's going to get most of his work in the passing game? Because like I've said, Carson Palmer is going to throw the ball. I'm going to say he's going to throw the ball 47 times on Sunday. Yeah. yeah, so here's the problem though, right? Well, it's not a problem. Here's the thing why you have to put him in is that he had 14 targets. Uh, no, nine, uh, 14 targets the last game, eight there. I think he's going to be the only running back. I don't know who else is going to be Kerwin in the backfield. Kerwin Williams, this Chris week. Johnson. Yeah. We, Chris Johnson, I think, is going to be jettisoned out of there. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing is that when you look at that offense, he's the only guy on the field. I really like Andre Ellington to get more of a workload. And it's hard to say you get more of a workload when you had 14 targets in the last game. Yeah, it's true. But, I mean, you're saying he may even get some work on the ground. And, I, then, if, yeah. and then if he gets another, you know, nine targets and catches seven of them, you know, if he gets his seven catches for, say, 53 yards and also gets you eight carries, you know, for another 35 yards, that's like 12 fantasy points right there. If he happens to get in the end zone, even maybe in a garbage time situation against Philly, I like that as well, Tony. I might go on over right now to my lineups and insert Andre Ellington. Especially if you're going to go with, if you're going to go Levy on Bell, 
I want one of the guys from this group, I think. Tamako Murray's a, a nice guy to go with uh, Le'Veon Bell or if you went Todd Gurley or someone in that first group. Uh, but if you had to go down and get Andre Ellington, then maybe you're able to get Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson in there. So I have no problem going that way. And if you even wanted to, to get three studded wide receivers there, it's not a bad move to go Elliott, Duke Johnson uh, as two of your running backs. You could still get Le'Veon Bell and then use one of those guys in the flex. I like that, Tony. I like that. I'm going to be making some uh, adjustments to my lineup right now over the commercial break. But uh, what we should also tell you before we hit this commercial is, as you probably know, if you listen to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, that we're partnering with DKMS right here to help fight blood cancer. You can go to uh, DailyRoto.com or RotoExperts.com slash DKMS, and for free, enter a DFS tournament. Maybe you put Andre Ellington and Duke Johnson in there so you can pay up for that Aaron Rodgers, Jordy Nelson and stack and uh if you win you get into a contest in week 17 if you win that you get two tickets to super bowl 52 maybe you could take me or tony i'm lobbying for it myself but even if you don't win in the dfs contest you win because you could help save a life be a match help be a blood donor a bone marrow donor and uh really help save the life as the fantasy sports network partners with dkms we're gonna come back here on lineup lock live tie a nice neat little bow on this episode dane martinez and tony Singh. Come on right back. DFS lineup block sponsored by DailyRoto.com. Todd Gurley and the Rams talk about the Seattle defense. It could be another game where you see between six and eight catches for Todd Gurley. Against a better defense in Seattle, Todd Gurley becomes more in the passing game and will continue to get those targets. So if you're playing in a PPR league like DraftKings, would it give you one point PPR? I think he becomes more of a, a weapon. Weekdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. FNTSY.com slash radio. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live. We're presented by DailyRoto.com. We're right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Zane Martinez and Tony Sincata. Tony, I got to ask you something. Literally, over the break, here's what I did. I want to see if you like this or not. I went down from Leonard Fournette in my lineup down to Andre Ellington. Okay, so I'm now doing the Le'Veon Bell, Andre Ellington thing. And what that allowed me to do was go up from Randall Cobb to Jordy Nelson to pair as my stack with Aaron Rodgers. What I want to ask you is, should I maybe keep Cobb and go go Rodgers, Cobb, and Jordy Nelson? You know, what's so funny is that's what exactly what I was thinking when we were talking about that, is you keep the two guys there trying to go against that Dallas secondary right. in the middle of the field because Randall Cobb's the guy that plays out of the slot, mm-hmm. and he's been the guy that's getting a ton of uh, work over the middle. So I think he's definitely relevant in this game. And then you could be like down 100 points on Sunday night and then coming back and uh, get it done. Yeah, you know I like having guys in the late game. That is a afternoon kick, 425. It should be the yep. national primetime game of the doubleheader. I really like that. You know what I don't really like, though, is what Cam Newton said today. Tony, did you hear what Cam Newton uh, said today? Did you yeah. hear what Cam Newton I, say about how it's funny to hear a woman talk about running routes? I just got a, uh, a tweet from a, uh, a guy who calls into the show all the time. He said, I think it's funny to hear the guy who's 25th in the NFL with QBR at 43.3. I think it's funny to hear him talk about routes. You know what? It is so crazy, and we live in a world there, right, that we got we to gotta listen to this. 
here's the whole thing is there are a lot of guys in the NFL that don't respect any reporters because they never put on a helmet. Played they never the game, put on shoulder right. pads. They never played the game. Well, you know what? Half you guys can't even read the playbook, so <laughs> relax. And you're not the only guys that can play. God gave you a gift. God gave you six feet, six inches, 250 pounds. Treat it as such and treat people with respect because if you didn't have that, you'd be sacking my groceries right now. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Tony. And, and to be honest, you know what's interesting? For about a year and a half, I have been a defender of Cam Newton, uh, especially you know the fact that I think he gets hit more. I think he does not get unnecessary roughness penalties called against him as much as other quarterbacks. You may have heard me, Tony, throw out the hashtag all quarterbacks matter before as it relates to Cam Newton. I would also think that someone in that position who tries to espouse you know, all these equal rights would even yeah. be more sensitive to the women in the locker room. Yeah, I got to apologize for uh, saying he would be sacking my groceries. That's not right. He'd actually be stealing laptops. Yeah, yeah. That that did, in fact, happen. That did, in yes. fact, happen down there. Wasn't that the reason he wound up uh, not in Auburn? You know, was it Florida State maybe at first he started? You no, know, Florida. Florida. Florida, right. He With was Timmy He was at... With Timmy Tebow, one guy steals laptops, the other guy's on his knees praying. We'll go with the guy praying, I guess, they decided in Florida. Listen, Tim Tebow had Cam Newton, who was stealing laptops, and Aaron the Murderer Hernandez <laughs> in that locker room. So I don't know how, like, we talk about how great of a leader Tim Tebow was. He certainly didn't impact the culture of that locker room as much, huh? Uh, no. And then Percy Harvin was there too, and oh, he had gosh. a couple situations. <laughs> wow, yeah. I mean, how did how did Tim Tebow make it through? How did he make it through that uh, that locker room without, like, you know, st- I guess not starting fights, but like feeling morally opposed to being part of those Florida Gator teams? Yeah, that's uh, interesting. And then you wonder why Urban Meyer had to go to Ohio State. He said, I got to go. I, I go to tattoo places instead. Uh, guys that like tattoos, take give me them. Go to Ohio State. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, listen, speaking about, uh, you know, the pass catchers, like whether it was Aaron Hernandez and Percy Arvin down in Florida, we have some opportunity to talk pass catchers, and we're going to be doing that tomorrow on Lineup Lock Live. For Tony's sake, let's hope all the bats in the NL Wild Card game, let's hope this is a 15-11 total to uh you know (laughs) bounce back off of the combined like two and a third innings that his pitchers got him last night for for tony sincata this is dane martinez lineup lock live presented by dailyroto.com right here on the award-winning fantasy sports radio network we talk running backs today it's wide receivers tomorrow come on back and see us then